0: Very special nerds and friends tonight. Me, Josh Linquist, and Will Shaw are talking to our friend Carrie Duvall about Marvel's Werewolf by Night. Mm. Uh so just for those listening, me and Will have seen it. Carrie has not seen it. So this will be a an in-depth but spoiler-free review. Uh where we uh get Carrie and by extension, anyone listening who hasn't seen the show hyped about what I think is one of Marvel's coolest projects as of late. Mm. Yes. So Will, what were your initial thoughts on Werewolf by Night? It's
1: like, well, my initial thought was, wait, they they did a werewolf by night movie? When was this?
0: Yeah. They didn't advertise it like at all, which is mind-blowing because it's really good. Yeah, it's
1: bizarre because like Josh just like texted me or messaged me. I don't remember how you contacted me, but he's like, Hey, have you guys seen Psychic. Werewolf by Night? Psychic yeah. messaging. <laughs> and then I'm like there was a werewolf by night movie when was that and it was just on disney plus and it is so fucking good yeah it,
2: so, oh go ahead so, so to ask the first question like so this is a, a a marvel property that they that they made into a like is is it a it's
0: mcu it's um it, okay. so it's, it's like a 54 minute it's not a series it's not a movie it's not a short film they're calling it marvel i think a marvel special edition or something mm-hmm. um and I've seen some interesting stuff online about why they might have done that for like royalty payout reasons and stuff. But um, it's the directorial debut of composer Michael Giacchino, who did. Mm-hmm. Um, he's done some work on uh, Star Wars. I know him from Lost. I've been tracking his career since then. He did
2: the uh, he did the uh, Doctor Strange soundtrack. He did. Yes. Yeah. He he had that really he had a, a really great uh, riff with the harpsichord. I remember that.
0: Yeah. So he's he's great. And um, mm-hmm. no, I remember I heard about this movie. I think on Twitter, barely someone was like, oh yeah, October 6th, Marvel's doing a werewolf by night thing for Halloween. And I was like, well, I'll watch it. And so I watched it the day it came out and I was like, holy shit. How is everyone not talking about this? Like it's incredibly good. It's nostalgic. It's dark. It's violent. It's a monster movie. It's all black and white. It's like, Mm -hmm. it it feels like an old school monster movie. Lots of great there.
1: Very heavy on like this the screen or the uh, the film grain like mm-hmm. they really kind of nailed that like nineteen forties like this is low budget horror movie in that that vein of like the Wolfman Nosferatu mm-hmm. uh, like those sort of like Universal movies from uh, from the black and white era. Uh, awesome. It just absolutely nails those tones, and it's they kept it nice and short, so it's it's a, it's less than an hour long, so you can just kind of uh, watch it in uh, a night, mm-hmm. I guess. That makes. And one
0: one thing I do want to say is I'm really glad I went into it having not seen a trailer, um, because Mm -hmm. I was just like, cool, it's got um, Gael uh, Garcia Bernal. He's great. Um, Mm -hmm. I'll just watch this. And then it was amazing. Um, I went back after the fact and watched the trailer, because they did put out a trailer. Again, they didn't share it anywhere, so I hadn't seen it. But the trailer... I didn't like how they edited it and it um like i showed it to some people i know and they were like this looks terrible and i was like it's not go watch it like so uh Mm -hmm. the trailer and i think because they didn't want to showcase like how dark and violent it is um so the trailer okay so this is the trailer
2: the trailer trailer (laughs) goes in a different direction from that huh
0: yes but the movie itself is great um yeah like very in like the opening scene they establish that it's mcu but then the rest of the story is like its own thing which i like when projects like i've been gushing lately about star wars mm-hmm. and or because mm-hmm. when you have a big universe like star wars or the mcu um you have kind of i call them backbone projects where it's like the, the MCU movies or like the Star Wars episodic movies and those kind of form the, the backbone of the universe. But then because they're big universes, it's important to have stories that are um tonally and content wise very different to kind mm-hmm. of flesh out this whole universe. And Marvel's mm-hmm. Werewolf by Night does that because, like, in an opening scene, they reference the Avengers and then they just move on. and I'm like, great, like it was awesome. Mm-hmm. So, so is it
2: a modern setting like tell like give me give me give me some give me some breakdown like what's the mm-hmm. what's what's like the the basic premise.
1: Well, so, so uh, as far uh, as ahead, like uh, modern versus not modern, it, it's more framed in a way that it doesn't matter. Okay. Like it could easily be a sorry, I am dealing with animals. <laughs> but uh like it could be modern day, it could be th- for 30 years ago, it could be 30 years in the future. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really matter as far as like the setting You could have watched everything uh, MCU up until this point, um, but it doesn't matter whether or not you've watched everything Marvel or nothing Marvel. You don't have to have read any of the comics. Um, You don't even have to be aware, as I'm sure Josh is, that Werewolf by Night uh, was a a Marvel comic property.
0: I mean, I know Mm -hmm. that since I Googled it after watching the specials. (laughs) <laughs> um, and I knew from the Marvel video game that I play, I knew who Elsa Bloodstone was. So I had that going. Um, okay. But but no, it, it was cool mm-hmm. because, I mean, with the opening scene, they do reference the Avengers and they show the six Avengers from the first Avengers movie, kind um, mm-hmm. of the original six. So I assume it takes place in post-Avengers 1 timeline, but the reason that Will's saying it's irrelevant is because here's the premise, yeah. spoiler-free in a nutshell, that they outlie in the first like minute, is that um they're, they're like, hey, in dark corners yeah. of the world, there are monsters, and there are monster hunters who get rid of these abominations, and one of the the most renowned of these is Ulysses Bloodstone. He has an artifact called the Bloodstone that helps him kill monsters, And he died. Mm -hmm. And so he's like, a bunch of monster hunters are gathering at his remote compound Mm -hmm. to go through a ritual to see who gets to inherit the bloodstone now that he's dead. And so from there, there's this elaborate monster hunting ritual that kind of pits all these monster hunters against each other for who gets the bloodstone. And awesomeness ensues from there. So Yeah.
2: Mm.
0: You know, It's, it's it's a very beginning middle end focused tight story because it, again it's it's 54 minutes oh. including credits so it's yeah but it, so it moves quick there's no fluff it's awesome and the mm-hmm. visuals are great obviously with michael giacchino directing he also did the music mm-hmm. so the music's fantastic mm-hmm. the lighting because you can tell they filmed it you know going in that it was going to be black and white so the lighting is incredible and there's just great beats of action there's a twist with uh, that I won't get into for spoilers. That I loved. That I didn't see coming a mile away. Mm. Um, and so it's yeah, it's I loved everything about it. It was amazing, and I, I want to see those characters more of them. You know,
2: I do really appreciate when I, I've actually really started liking when uh, I found out that um, directors have a diverse background in something. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And my uh, my immediate thought recently has been the uh, Silent Hill franchise. Uh, because the, uh, creator of the silent hill games or the director of the silent hill games is also the lead musician and they, and he, so he actually, from what I understand, he wrote the games to kind of mirror, um, uh, mirror, mirror music. Like, like they, they have, they have a flow, like a symphony, Mm -hmm. um, and he's got a very good sensibility for that. And it's, it's really interesting when you have, uh, people that are, that are, trained in a uh in a in a different discipline than they're working in because they really do get that uh like like they they get a they get a different vibe out of mm-hmm. it. Um I mean uh, uh another good example is um uh George Miller the director of the Mad Max movies mm-hmm. who before he de- before he made the first Mad Max uh he was a uh, he was a trauma surgeon. So Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, all of the, so all of the like gore effects and everything have a, have a different, more visceral kind of hit because he, he knows about that. He, he worked, he worked in that for a long time. So I'm, I'm, I'm already really on board because I really like the way that Michael Giacchino does scores. Um, the, the Doctor Strange soundtrack, as far as, um, uh, like Doctor Strange was a, was a pretty good movie. I had a lot of fun with it. I, I adore the soundtrack. Like as far as as far as MCU yes. soundtracks go, it's one of those like it's it's one of those standout like far and away. Um, you got the tone, you got the vibe, um, and then it was amazingly built on by Daniel yeah. in the in the second one. Yeah. Um, like it 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 had it had a great vibe. I I am already really interested to see uh what his like artistic visions would be.
1: Yeah, yeah. and I I think the soundtrack on Werewolf by Night like. It is right up there with uh, with multi or yeah, multiverse of madness um, in that it like really is used to effectively kind of frame everything that's going on constantly to kind of build to different crescendos and different uh, different emotional peaks throughout the movie in a really subtle way that just kind of pushes everything along. Um the other really nice thing is like it's not it's not at any point actually dumbed down for the audience like mm. there's some story that took place before this and there's some story that's going to be taking place after this and they don't feel like it doesn't feel like it's trying to hold your hand through this like you get the impression okay everybody here has had a novel all, that they've already been through mm-hmm. and it just kind of plops you into the the setting and is like, well, this is the story we're telling right now. And just expects your uh, suspension of disbelief to carry you through that.
2: I do really appreciate that. And especially with the Marvel team, the way that it, it does seem that they understand how um, audiences at this Mm -hmm. point have uh, uh, origin story fatigue. Oh Um, yeah. uh, Like, like I, I legitimately remember the thing that immediately turned me off of uh, of Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, aside from everything else, uh, <laughs> was the fact that, like, I, I think I've said this before, there's one scene in that movie that is fucking brilliant in every single way, and I will not hear anything against it, and it is when Bruce Wayne, without the bat, without any fucking gadgets or anything, goes essentially running into the superhero equivalent of 9-11 oh, right at the beginning yeah. of that movie, and that is brilliant. <laughs> It's amazingly shot. It's amazingly paced. The visual story ta- the visual mm-hmm. storytelling is fucking perfect. Like it is it is an amazing set of scenes. And then the rest of that movie oh, yeah. does does all it can to destroy it. Um <laughs> no offense to Zach Schneider. I understand you're a very nice man. Um but uh but the thing, but like one of the things that like really got me, like got me eye rolling with that was like was again, we saw like Batman sad about his parents dying. Like, cool. We don't need to see that again. Like, mm-hmm. we've, seen like times, we've seen it more. a
0: dozen times. We've seen it a dozen times. We know Batman's parents died. We know yeah, Batman I, I it, Batman's it, parents we, died. The first time we've the MCU really showed us they get it. that yeah. was when they brought in Spider-Man in Civil War, and yeah. they were like, "Yeah, my Uncle Ben, something happened to him," and we're all like, "We're on board. We know what it is. Mm-hmm. Yep. Let's go." You know.
2: Yep.
0: Well, and we, it, with this movie, I have to, I would be remiss really quick if I didn't say one of my favorite shots is. Um, uh, as I'm sure this isn't a real spoiler. At some point, someone transforms into a werewolf. Um, Mm. and the way they shot that scene, the lighting is oh, the way they they, the way they visually tell it is brilliant. I love that shot. Yeah, but to to continue, oh, go ahead. Yeah.
1: Well, I was going to say also all of the different monster effects in this movie. Um, like everything, I can't tell if they used practical effects or. Uh, if this was all just CGI mm. hidden behind like film grain, where, but everything looks so good yes. in a way that it like just captures that, that like horror movie vibe, not mm-hmm. like an actual like horrific. Scene like you're you're not gonna walk out of this movie like oh my gosh I I'm so scared I'm never gonna sleep no it's not that kind you're of gonna movie.
0: walk out and be like that was fun I like yes. that. Awesome. it's yeah. it's
1: that horror element like you feel like you went to Universal Studios right mm-hmm. like it is and it's all done in a way that just makes you feel that like nostalgic horror of watching a classic horror movie. Mm-hmm. And that transformation is like, like, I don't know what I was expecting as far as the werewolf. But like, when you actually see the werewolf, it is just mm-hmm. perfect yes. for like how they've established the rest of the movie. Well,
2: and I have to like, uh, as as somebody who adores like good um, body horror and specifically good uh, transformations, I have to I have to look up look up uh, look this up because I, I need to know how old I was when uh, *Prisoner of Azkaban*. Uh, okay, so it was two thousand four. I was fourteen. Uh, so when when *Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban* came out, the thing that like struck me with how like like legitimately gorgeously it was done mm-hmm. was that werewolf transformation in that movie. And it was part. And this was before I'd seen *The Howling*. This is before I'd seen *American Werewolf in London*. Any of that, but it was it was a practical effects transformation until the very point where it couldn't be, the absolute, like, which was the way they designed the creature, like, and, and like, it, it had to be CG to, to walk away. But like, up to that point, it was entirely practical. And I realized the, like, how truly incredible good practical effects um, uh, kept you in a movie in a way like uh, uh, um, practical effects um, uh, can look fake but feel real is what I understand and CGI looks real but feels fake like yeah. and uh, like d- d- depending on how it's done touch-ups or whatever but like yeah the uh, um, and, and it kind of sounds like you hit on uh, you hit on like this this yeah. kind of sounds like it hits all the beats of like a good monster movie Including, mm-hmm. uh, including like the classic, uh, like I, I really need to see it now because I've seen so many fucking werewolf transformations. Yeah, that, like I need to, like, I, I'm curious if I could pick out like the homages and the angles or like how it's going down because, like,
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh, okay, like I've been sold a second time.
0: Yeah, no, I, I think you'll like it a lot. So I can't wait to hear your reaction to it. Um, I've seen it twice now because I enjoyed it so much, and I'm going to watch it again on Halloween. For wow, sure. Right. Um, so yeah,
1: it's a. Uh, I think it's going to be a new Halloween staple, like yes. right there with Nightmare Before Christmas, and uh, mm-hmm. I'm totally spacing on
0: all of the other Halloween classics.
2: Oh, there's uh, every all of other flash movies.
0: <laughs> but yeah. Well, that's a great place to end that segment. Go watch Werewolf by Night. This has been Nerds and Friends. We give it a uh, oh, I give it uh, an A plus. Will what would you give it? Or a five star? Yeah, I loved it. I
1: give it a a full moon out of yes. I I don't know how we would.
2: I give I give it a full moon on uh, or or a blue moon if you're feeling really good.